This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Check podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to revive a dead Poshmark closet. And by a Poshmark closet, I mean my Poshmark closet. Um, so when we were getting ready to start the podcast, I opened a second closet on Poshmark. I have one closet that I've had since 2000. I opened it in July of 2012. And, um, that one is the one that I started with. It's how I got started in reselling. So that's my original closet. That's the flippin' New York closet. And then I have another one under my boyfriend's name for, you know, bolos, hot items, things that I just kind of, sorry, but don't want to share. Um, Basically, I've let that first closet go, the flippin' New York one, completely. I haven't really listed in it in months. Um, And to be completely honest with you guys, the last sale in that closet was on May 1st of (laughs) 2023. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's like... That's really yeah. bad. I thought our closet was really bad. We've had in the last two weeks, we've had like three sales and that's about it. But it is my fault because, you know, we started on eBay and then we've been, you know, I've shared on the podcast. We started cross-listing, using List Perfectly, going to Macari and Poshmark. I'm pretty much done with Macari. Like I posted on Instagram yesterday, like all of our sales from the weekend. And then on the bottom, I put PS Macari sucks. Because it really does. I'm just not a fan of it. I feel like it's just a waste of my time. But I do want to put more time into Poshmark. So I'm curious to see some of the tips that you have. I just think Poshmark, it's definitely a different beast than eBay. I'm seeing items that I know will sell better on Poshmark than they would on eBay. Uh, But it's just my fault lately. I've just been really lazy. I haven't been cross-posting. We've been listing on eBay. We've been selling. Our sales are actually up the last... 31 days, uh, 54.8% on eBay because we took the two weeks off. It did take us a while to get kind of back into it. And I shared that in the previous episode, but you know, we're definitely eBay's good, but I, I need to put more effort into Poshmark for sure. Yeah. You know, it's hard to, I think, balance everything like all at once. And maybe it wasn't a good idea, for me to open a second closet because I, I didn't really like, I had great intentions at first and I'm like, Oh, I'm, it's going to be fine. It'll be easy. I can run my sharing, you know, software, the VA, whatever, it'll be fine. But I just don't. And like the flip in New York closet always just kind of gets like left behind. So I've made it a goal for myself to revive this closet. And I thought it would be kind of interesting to sort of document that along the way and share the experience with you guys and what I've done, what works, what didn't work. Um, and then kind of reevaluate in a couple weeks and like see where it's at. So I'm going to give you guys the stats. So I want to revive it back to where it was like two years ago. It was rocking. Um, it was generating between like five to $800 a week in sales, which was pretty good for me. I thought it was, you know, it was doing pretty good. Um, 
the stats for the closet right now, I currently have 143 available listings. There's a 4.9 star rating. It is an ambassador to closet, but not that I really think that that matters all that much if you've listened to our past Poshmark episodes, but it is what it is. Here we are. Um, like I mentioned before, I opened the closet in July of 2012, so it's been around for a while. It has some, you know, some history. It's established has good love notes, all of the things. Um, however, some of the listings look like they've been around since 2012. They haven't, but some of them look like they have, um, with like really bad pictures. I, you know, we've all gone through our phases of like how we take our pictures, right? Right now I'm in like the clean white background, background removal tool, remover tool era. Like I'm into that. I like how it looks. It's clean. It's crisp. Um, Google shopping likes it. The platforms seem to like it. However, it wasn't always that way. Um, I went from like hanging things like in my tiny little kitchen. Um, then I started using this table that I had there near a window and I bought one of the furry gray rugs to put things on and then like a green plant next to it. Then I ditched the rug and I went to like a whiteboard behind it. Also with the green plant, you know, like we have to have our decor. So we've gone through phases here and there are still some pictures up with like these various backgrounds. So some of them also have not great titles, like not optimized for SEO at all. Terrible descriptions bad pricing, etc. right? Like it's just a cluster. So what I've thought, how I'm going to start out in like revamping and revising and hopefully breathing some life back into this closet is by going through all of the oldest listings first. So I'm going to start with the very oldest ones um, and I'm going to redo all the photos from scratch. I'm going to do, you know, use the background removal tool. Why can I say this? Remover tool. And then um, adding in like the inventory location. So where I'm storing the inventory, because that's another thing. Half of my closet, half of this closet has the location in like the notes and half of them, half of it doesn't. So it's always like a scramble when something sells, trying to figure out where the heck the item is. And it just drives me bonkers. Um, I'm going to be editing titles, making sure all my descriptions are kind of like the same format. So there's just some like cohesiveness to the closet. I have found that in like this closet and in my other one, I always go back and forth and have this like constant struggle between editing my old listings to come like up to the standard that I have now versus adding new listings, right? We only have so much time in the day. So I'm constantly like, do I spend my time revising the old ones and making them look good or just leaving them? They're already listed. Let's hope it sells the way that it is. Or should I spend my time adding my new inventory to my closet? So I've decided I'm just making the executive decision now that that is what is going to come first for this closet. I'm just revising everything that's old and then we will focus on adding in new inventory. So I just want it all to look kind of cohesive and the same and organized, um, and searchable, you know, like let's get things like up to par. So that's what I'm going to be doing first. Second, um, I am, I've been talking about this for a while, but I'm like 
very close to pulling the trigger is having like a VA, a virtual assistant, like a lister, a helper, someone to help me with my listings on eBay and Poshmark. Um, I just don't, my, my worry here, if I'm being like very honest and transparent with you guys, I don't want to let a person down. Um, I don't want to have an, like, I don't want to not have enough for them to do in a week. Um, because it'll obviously be income that they become dependent on. And I don't want to let the person down that I end up hiring with like not enough listings to do if they're banking on having a certain amount of listings to do. You know what I mean? Like things come up and the reason why I'm a reseller in the first place is because I want to own my time. So for example, like this weekend, we're going to my parents' house. I won't be doing any sourcing while I'm out there. Like I'm not going to be doing anything probably reselling related. I'll extend my handling time on eBay and put Poshmark on vacation mode and that's it. So if I have a VA working for me, I kind of have to take that into consideration before we go somewhere and make sure that I'm front loading work for them. So they have enough to do. So that's just something that I'm trying to figure out like time-wise, how I'm going to figure that into my life. So I'm not letting someone down if they're depending on me for like an income or a part of their income. Um, that's just like something that I worry about in hiring someone, but I know that it will make my life so much easier. If I do it, it will help advance my like reselling career. I guess if I do it, it will help all of the things, but I just need to get over that one little like hurdle in my own mind and know that I'm fully capable of doing this, um, fully capable of paying someone. And it's just like my own, you know, worries, I guess. All right. So that's like next on the list of things that I need to complete. After that, we're going to work on um, getting, I have some inventory in my eBay store that I want to cross list to this flip in New York closet. So I will hopefully have a VA at that point and I'll be able to cross list those items from eBay back into my Poshmark closet. And then we will work on adding fresh new items to that closet. So then I'll probably have the VA list them first on eBay, cross list into the Poshmark's, you know, Poshmark closet. So fresh new items. And that will hopefully keep this person busy enough that, you know, they have something to do like every day. I would love to be able to do like 10 to 20 listings a day. I mentioned before when we talked about how we just moved into this new house, there is a Salvation Army right across the street. So I do have the ability to go across the street and, um, well, it's like down the street, but it's like 10 seconds from here, go down the street and source items. If I am running low on inventory, which I don't foresee that happening anytime soon, I have tons of inventory in the basement, but again, it's just my own worry of being able to provide, like get enough inventory to provide items to list for this person. So that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. I do plan on sticking to um, my sharing service that I use. I use Pasha VA, which we've talked about before. I believe Liz uses the same one. So one of our friends that we've actually had on the podcast, Amber, her handle on Instagram is Amber Waves of Brain. I'm sure many of you follow her and love her just like we do. She uses one shop and I think I might try it because of her. Actually, she has nothing but great things to say about it. It's definitely more expensive than Pasha VA, but 
at this point with Pasha VA, it, mine is running like for free pretty much because of the referrals that I've gotten. So those kind of like pay for the subscription. Why not add in like one shop? I can like kind of pause Pasha VA for a week or two, see what one shop does for me and kind of like balance the two out and see like, wait, you know, the pros and cons trying a new sharing service. Just, I'm going to just try some new things. You know, I've talked before about how I don't do shipping discounts on Poshmark. Um, if I'm sending out an offer, I will add the item to a bundle to kind of avoid sending a shipping discount. But we've also had the discussion many times about how customers love free shipping, especially on Amazon and eBay. And they they look for that. As a buyer on these platforms myself, I hate paying for shipping. I like getting a shipping discount. So I know that other people feel the same way. So maybe I'll try like go against everything in my, in my heart, but maybe I will um, start sending out some shipping discounts on Poshmark too. The thing that I don't like about it is that I don't, I don't really know what I don't like about it. I just don't like it. I don't like it that it comes out of my profit. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's the biggest thing is, yeah. If you're giving a shipping discount, then you're essentially losing that money that you would normally get. And I feel like Poshmark buyers, they're used to paying for shipping. Like they're used to paying that, what is it now? $7.90? Is that what it yeah. is now? So yeah, they're used yeah. to paying it. Like it's just something that they expect to be tacked on to whatever they buy the item for. Right. But you know, I, I also understand that if you're just buying like a t-shirt that it seems excessive, you know what I mean? To pay up almost $8 to ship a t-shirt. I do understand that. And I, w I feel the same way. So if I buy on Poshmark personally, I try to find um, a couple items from one person and bundle them. So I'm also kind of thinking about that. Like how do I act as a buyer on Poshmark? So I want to make sure that I have items in my closet available to people that are easy to bundle. So that means I need to up my available listing. So I have a variety of sizes and a variety of items. You know, if someone is, um, you know, a size extra small and I only have like two extra smalls in my closet, that's not really giving them a lot to choose from. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that I have a variety of things for people to choose from. So it's a lot more convenient for them to start like bundling things, if that makes sense. With your flip in New York closet, do you have any of that stuff cross posted on eBay or is it only on Poshmark? Some of this stuff is cross listed to eBay, but not a lot of it. Just some of it, I would say. Mostly just like that, could, that would be a good task for a VA is to have somebody cross post because that stuff is very tedious. That's why like we have our big listing days, Casey and I, where we'll list a bunch of items and kind of spread it out throughout the week. But then it's like, I have to go back in, take those listings, cross post them to, you know, wherever I want to put them on. It's like, it's just tedious work where I could see a VA that would be a really good task for them. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, that's definitely the goal is to have everything from eBay cross listed to at least like one of the closets, hopefully, you know, like I said, I don't want to list the same items in both Poshmark closets. I just don't want to do that. But 
everything from eBay should be listed in one or the other Poshmark closet. So that's, that's the goal. Hopefully I think this will be good to, you know, keep up with and follow along with. And if you guys have any tips that I should try, definitely let us know. Um, I'm willing to kind of experiment with this closet because like I said, the last sale was <laughs> months ago in May. It's now like the end of July when we're recording this, it's July 25th, just so you guys know. Um, so yeah, it, it's not going to hurt it by any means. So if you have something that you want me to try, so you know if it works, so you can try it in your own closet, let me know. I will definitely try it. I will experiment for you guys. Use me as your guinea pig and let's see what works on Poshmark to hopefully breathe some life back into these closets that are um, maybe completely dead or slowly dying a slow death. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day check.